the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. The cycle of chaos that we are currently caught up in in this country continues. It is a tinderbox of anger, uh, violence, looting, Mm -hmm. all sorts of insanity continuing to move on. Uh, Protesters in the streets uh, earlier and earlier. Curfews are in place earlier and earlier. But still, here we are. Kath, welcome to the show. Always good to see you. How are things? In my spare room, John, things are as they have been. Thank you. Um, Yeah, this is the time in which we live. We've had a lot of chaos over the last four months in one way, shape, or form. And this is is a new uh, kind of concoction of it that we have to deal with. And it's a a lot. It's a lot to manage. Um, I guess I want to keep saying um, in a public way that Protesting is part of what's guaranteed to you in the Constitution. And so you should protest and you should do it peacefully and nonviolently. You should do it using your head. Um, you should hope to reason with people. Um, you should hope to present your opinion well and with a lot of emotion um, and a lot of rationality at the same time. And um, no one can tell you that you can't protest. Um, however, uh, you, you have to you have to find a way to do it the right way or your message is lost. And that's always the challenge though, John, for, for people who protest anything. And I just think that we're in a little, we're in a pendulum swing right now. I'm hoping that in the next couple of days, things settle down and we start to move back to really peaceful protests. People who are really trying to make their opinions known um, in a way that is so important. It is, it is absolutely vital for those of us who are white in America to hear what is being said. It is vital. Um, and so I don't know, I, I just, I, I want to support the protesters while at the same time saying, if you're going too far, then you cannot expect anyone to listen to what you're saying. I'm into that. Uh, I would say that in many ways, what we're looking at over these last several days are in some form of a national emergency that things have gotten that bad, mm-hmm. that if you are a reasonable person who is invested in the process of what it is to be a citizen in America, as night falls, you wonder what again is about to take place. Mm -hmm. This has gone too far. This is a national emergency because violence and looting are not forms of political protest. They are not. And as always, just like your mother said, there's always one bad apple in the lot that can spoil the whole barrel. Now, of course, the large majority of people who are protesting are not looting. However, there are those people, and it's causing great carnage to the environment of people's houses, businesses, places of worship. We've seen it all across America. In many ways, what we're witnessing is a national emergency. Yes, I know. But 
one thing that I, I take hope from is we have handled a national emergency. We've ha- handled an international emergency over the last four months. And in many ways, I know there's been a tremendous amount of discord and dissatisfaction and people are disagreeing and I get all of that. But I think overall, we have handled that national emergency pretty well. I mean, if you look at the death tolls that were expected, the death tolls that have ended up happening, um, people have supported those who are on the front lines. I think largely people have been gracious when they've been out in public. I think people are trying to be as responsible as possible. I, I don't know. I mean, for what it is, I think it's gone pretty well. So I really do believe that we are going to be able to weather this if, if we, as the white people of America, hear what's being said. I got to tell you, John, I reread uh, Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail. Um, I don't remember what year that was written, but you know, King was shot in 1968. When you read that letter, you want to hear how many things today in 2020 are exactly the same. You can see why people are mad. You can see why people are fed up. So how do you move forward? When you look at the cycle that we're in night after night, night after night, what has to change? I mean, how do calm heads prevail? What in a dialogue of conversation that people should come to the table now and sit down and look each other in the eye? Mm -hmm. You get it, Kath. Of course, people are upset. People are just totally uh, exhausted by murder, right? I get that. But at what point do we stop and say, enough is enough. Let's have a conversation. Well, we should have we should have been saying that all along. For now, that I, I think that's exactly what you and I are saying is that it's we we are willing, we're open to have that conversation. So I urge everyone out there, whether you are in a role of authority in the community or you're in a role of authority in your home, that you are looking at people who have a different skin color than you, who come from a different socioeconomic background. You're running into them in I don't know the grocery store. You're running into them at Target or the gas station or whatever, and extend grace, extend kindness, be open. That's what everybody needs to do. We can pick on the president all we want, or we don't like the mayor. We don't like what the governor's doing. I'm so tired of all of that. I would much rather see the three of us who are on the Zoom call right now, which is John Hall, Kathy Evans, and Mike Duffy. I'd like to see the three of us act like mature people who've met Jesus. And if if people would just decide to do that on their own, I think that would be the beginning of the conversation. As mature people who have met Jesus. So what does the church look like then? What is the know. role of the church to have that mature, hard conversation as lovers of truth, hopefully, right, first and foremost, and wisdom, hopefully, as well, as readers of God's word? Mm-hmm. What are we called to? Yeah, we're, we're called, called to, to be a higher standard. Yeah, and we're called to be peacemakers. But being a peacemaker isn't, you know, papering over the differences. Being a peacemaker is willing to hear hard things. I've listen, I can't tell you how much I have grown in the last decade of my life when I finally got to the point as an adult where I was willing to hear hard things from other people. It it's it's not anything you want to go through, but it's the only path forward. And so I think we have to do if we can't do that in the church, then the fact that we're complaining about our governor or our president is ridiculous. It's 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 a waste of time and it's embarrassing. 
figure it out yourself. Have a hard conversation with somebody in your church who thinks differently. If you're a Republican, have a conversation with someone who's a Democrat. If you're white, have a conversation with somebody who's black. If you're rich, have a conversation with someone who's poor. You have to get out of your bubble. This is the only way that we're going to change this culture we have of unbelievable division. You have to do it. It has to be personal, one-on-one. Let's take a break and step away. We've got a full roster. And of course, uh, we'd like to hear your conversations as well as we uh, start to show up a little later on in this hour. But in just a few minutes, Pastor Paul Roberts will join us from Eastminster Presbyterian Church in the heart of East Liberty. The changes that neighborhood has seen over the last decade, almost unrecognizable than what it once used to be. We'll talk about that. And of course, what it is to be a Christian in the midst of this turmoil in the heart here of the city of Pittsburgh. Pastor Paul Roberts in just a few minutes here on The Ride Home. Streaming on 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. Look for us, of course, on the dial as well, online and off. We'll be right back. WORD. Life is full of frustrations. Some are big, some not so big. And it's easy to get angry in the wake of rejection, hurt, or embarrassment. On the next Focus on the Family, Dr. Gary Chapman shares how you can control your anger and use it as motivation for positive change. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Brides come in all beautiful shapes and sizes. And at URB Bridal Informal in Bethel Park, every dress can be custom made to celebrate every one, including hard-to-find plus sizes. High fashion, private label designs made to order, as flattering to your budget as they are to your neckline. Enjoy a personalized, no-pressure, luxury shopping experience, complete with complimentary champagne and chocolate, and see the entire selection. Find a dress that celebrates you because you are beautiful at URBbridal.com. Chris Katolka here from the Friends of Israel Today radio program. And earlier this year, President Trump laid out a new Israeli-Palestinian peace plan that was different from any other Middle East peace plan offered before, leaving many people to wonder, whose land is it anyway? The Jewish people want it. The Arabs want it. Well, the booklet, Whose Land Is It Anyway? from the Friends of Israel will leave you with a clear, concise answer to who owns that land. You can get your copy today by giving a gift of any amount by going to foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Know where you can find all your favorite Skechers shoes in one place? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, go walk, go run. The styles are endless. And on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Plus, so many shoes with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort. Only at Skechers.com. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. 
We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Minster Presbyterian Church in the East Liberty section of the city of Pittsburgh. Pastor Paul Roberts is with us. Pastor Paul Roberts has been the pastor for 16 years at East Minster. He has been an ordinary minister for well over 30 years, pastoring three churches in and around Western Pennsylvania. Paul, last time you were with us, you were telling us the amazing story of your recovery from COVID-19. I trust that you are continued in good health. I am. I am in very good health. Oh, that's terrific, Paul. We're so glad to hear that. Paul, on yesterday's show, we were talking about uh, things that have failed just in general societal, cultural terms. And uh, one of the things I brought up is I felt like church culture had failed, um, that there was such a segregation on Sunday mornings and every other day of the week, of course. It was just, you know, Christian community is largely uh, white and largely black and largely Hispanic or whatever, and we just don't mix much. Um, But I know that's not your philosophy on ministry, and that's not your philosophy on church building. So tell us first how you see the church and how that's formed what you've actually done in the positions you've had. Yeah. Well, I, I am very thankful that at Eastminster, um, we, we made a, a deep uh, commitment because of our faith in Jesus. Um, and so our vision statement is a simple one. It's we're centered in Christ, intensely cross-cultural family. Um, and it's just this deep abiding um, belief that coming to Jesus and having faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior unites us. And the mark of the early church was a church that you saw the walls, the cultural walls start to fall down, mm. where, where Jew and Greek, uh, slave and free, all were coming together. Of course, we know Paul's great words of even saying that in Christ, there is neither you know, Jew nor Greek, slave or free, male or female, all are one in Christ. And, and the sadness that, that we have felt is that somehow uh, the church, um, especially in, in Western Christianity and American Christianity, somehow got hijacked and lost that vision and lost mm-hmm. that, that mission. Um, and instead of um, breaking down walls, we, we participated in building walls, creating walls, especially along ethnic lines. Um, and that's a part of our history of the church in, in the West, especially, and certainly in, uh, in America. And um, yes, uh, today we're once again seeing how very deep that division, or we might say how great those walls are that we've created to separate ourselves from each other. So, Paul, as you talk to your congregation, either from the pulpit on Sunday mornings or face-to-face, one-on-one, what, what, what do you talk about? How do you cut through this, uh, this racial uh, sort of burden we all carry in America for the last 400 years? What is it that is different from your manner of speaking or looking or talking to people that the rest of the church is not carrying through? Well, John, that's a great question, and and I would say that the first and foremost, as a as a a white pastor who's leading now an intensely cross cultural church that is 
uh, 45% African-American today. Um, I, I have to be able to understand the deep pain and suffering that my fellow um, African-American brothers and sisters go through every day in their life. And I have to respond to that. And I have to call the, the white community to care um, and to be willing to change. And so um, I would say that, I hate to say it's the, a beautiful thing, but, the, but it is. The beautiful thing is that in our church now, um, when things like the murder of George Floyd or the, um, the, we call the lynching of Ahmaud Aubrey or the story of Christian Cooper comes out yes. um, about what happened to him in Central Park, um, we have to feel and understand the depth of the pain and suffering that the African-American community has gone through. Um, and, and to understand that they live with this every day in their lives, um, this you know, this nation divided, um, this this nation that has in many ways ignored their suffering, and a church, um, a, a white church, they feel never really wants to stand beside them and to say, you know, we need to repent of this. Um, and and we use those words repentance rather than just confession. Confession is admitting a problem. Repentance is saying I want to change, and I want the path to be different as a as a country, as my church, as a white person. I want to walk down a different path, um, you know, which is what repentance means, right? To change direction. Um, so I, I think those are some of the things that that we have to do and which then I speak um, out of that um, and what scripture has to say about how the church is called to break down walls, how the church is called to care about the suffering, um, the, the, the widows that are, that are in our church um, many times due to horrible health conditions, um, due to, to shootings and deaths, um, you, you know, just all of that we have to really care and respond to and want things to be different. Reverend Paul Roberts is with us. Paul's been the senior pastor of Eastminster Church for 16 years and has been in what he calls ordinary ministry for well over 30 years, pastoring three churches in our area. Paul, um, I don't... I was going to say, I don't want you to speak for your whole church, but I guess I'm going to ask you to. Um, tell me how your congregation's feeling right now. Um, I, I feel right now, and uh, as you probably had heard and known, I mean, we were one of the churches that led a, um, a, a time of coming together as churches yep. in the East End to, um, to have a prayer vigil and to stand up. Um, and, and a lot of that's just because, Kathy, I, the church is in just deep pain right now, um, yeah. both for the white families that just are now we we are in connections. We do live together as African-Americans and whites and some Hispanics and other cultures. We're, we're living life together now so that this pain is just just. It's just horrible. And and I just want to say and, and to communicate um, 
this pain is 400 years of pain collectively added on. Um, You know, I have young men that we're connected with that by the time they're 25 have been pulled over by the police 20 times, sometimes 30 times. I have one that, that says that he's been pulled over over 50 times before he's 30. Never once has he gone to jail. Never once has he been convicted of a crime. I mean, it's this pain that we are feeling um, and that we're crying out. Things have to change. You know, we do have, um, you know, mothers and fathers and grandmothers who have to give the talk to their sons and, and grandsons to talk about how to act if a policeman pulls you over, what to say, you know, how, how we're, you know, if you're in the car, certainly don't go towards a glove compartment, don't reach into your pocket, you know, this whole the talk. Um, and it's painful to go through that. It's saying you will be mistreated. You will be. And, and you have to learn how to survive it. Um, I, there's just so much in our congregation that's saying that enough. That talk should never be given again. It, it really shouldn't. This, we, we need to change. Our culture needs to change. And it's the white culture that needs to change. And, you know, like I say to the, to, the, to the white church, you know, we're the ones with the sickness. We're the one with the disease of racism. We're the ones that are ill. And we got to admit that and say we want to repent and we want to change. We need it out of here. Right. So, Pastor, I mean, years ago, before there was the iPhone, right, which has become sort of the, the great revealer, People would complain in the black community about police brutality. Uh, largely, white America would nod their head or shrug their shoulders and say, well, you know, I, I'm not really sure about that. Or maybe that's, you know, not really true. Now it's, it's just, you know, impossible to ignore the truth of the matter that is before us. Right. It's well documented again and again and again. So, so what I hear you saying is in many ways, and, and I see this already in some small ways, there's a crack in the, in the foundation is that people need to know the truth. And in some ways, when they know the truth, they have to either re-educate themselves or allow themselves to be educated Mm -hmm. to see what it is to be black in America. And not to say that, you know, um, there isn't uh, complicity or um, guilt on both sides. But the fact of the matter isn't what you're saying is true, that this is largely a a white America problem because for hundreds of years, we've held all the chips. So how does that look like? What is that? What is that even, you know, to put that in motion? How do you even do such a thing? And, And if that's the possibility, what is the role of the church within that? Yeah, I think I think, John, it's for the the church to say that we are willing to begin um, and do the tough work of connecting um, with black leadership, connecting with black church leaders, and to not have the, to not have that defensiveness but instead to listen to what they have to say, both the pain that they're going through, but also 
some of the uh, are their thoughts about what needs to change um, because their cries are are we should understand are real yes. and we we need to we need to begin listening so so think about what we're saying okay we didn't have iPhones and that stuff so we were really wondering was police brutality kind of real does this happen whatever now we see the phones and stuff and you know we see a lot of it and we try to come up with ways to justify why the police do the things they do, sure. which I can't understand, but we do that. But see, we need to start listening and then listening to what they say needs to be done and changed. Um, our police forces need to be trained differently than they are. Um, we are, are, have had a movement for years of becoming more of a militarized police force rather than a community-oriented police force. Um, this has been a tragic movement since 9-11, um, in which the police in, in many places um, are trained more that the people are the enemy um, that need to be contained rather than being a community police, that it cares about the community, the protection of the community, and the rights of the community. And, and we have to see that. Um, you can even see it in how they dress the militarization. Now, I realize you know, they're talking about the advancement of guns and all that stuff. But what we have to realize is the training is is really a significant thing that we have to listen to people who are saying how to change this training idea. I mean, the police officer were, were disgusted by the video, and we rightly should be. Um, but we have to understand in Minneapolis and many police forces, their training is to do what he did. This is not an anomaly that a part of keeping a person down is by putting your knee into his neck. Um, and so there are, there are proper ways the police should be um, detaining, arresting, and, and we really need to, again, be watchdogs, that, that proper training and look at training. And then we have to have the police and the community come together. To know, I, I heard you at the very beginning of the um, show, if there's a bad apple, we have to figure out how to get rid of those bad apples. Yes, sir. We really do. And in the police, that's been a very difficult process of getting rid of the bad apples. I would say that the vast majority of police department know the policemen that kind of are too rough that don't, they go to the extremes of using their training and then being brutal with it. And, and yet there doesn't seem to be the process yet to get that out. Mm. And we need to do that. And there's a lot of other areas. We need to do the same kind of things. We have to look at and take deeper looks. And, and the black community would be telling us to us for years, look at the district attorney's offices, look at how they're treating um, uh, black men. You know, why are their sentences longer than than other people's sentences um why is there more crime going in that direction that you know towards black communities than white communities there's just a lot for us to look at but if we're listening really well we will hear this and we need to the church needs to quit being defensive and be more confessional repentant and stand beside the black community saying yeah it's time for us to fight for these things that's really good. Repentance and confessional as that first step. 
Pastor Paul, uh, we certainly appreciate your heart here for uh, your ministry in the East Liberty Prayers over these last 50, 16 years, and of course over 30 years. By the way, it's, it's uh, I'm in my 18th thing. year now. That's an old... Uh... <laughs> oh no, wait, how many years are we talking? Uh, I'm in my 18th year there now. 18th? Well, let's catch yeah. up. Let's be current here, all right? Sorry, Paul. Let's get the correct <laughs> figures out, Paul, for yeah. goodness sake. Well, Paul, regardless, thank you so much. Uh, please come and join us again. Thank let's you. Make a, let's make a day to oh, and, uh, do this once more. And thank you so much. Our pleasure. Pastor Paul Roberts, right. Eastminster Presbyterian Church, right in the heart of East Liberty. So uh, racism, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's got a story, right? Everyone's got a story. To be alive in America right? White, black, yellow, red, everybody feels it. And so we're caught up in this cycle where someone's killed, a black man is killed, and then there's outrage. And then it falls away from the news cycle. And of course, everyone's just trying to live their life and pay their bills and get on with it. But what does it really look like? What is your story? Why don't we take a break? But when we come back, let's start to go to the phones. We'd like to hear those stories at 800 320 8255. And what's your your experience with racism is the question we're asking. What is your experience? Um, It's a weird, difficult, hard conversation. But like Pastor Paul said, let's start it somewhere, right? Um, Let's have that repentance. Let's have that confession. Let's have the knowledge of looking in the mirror and seeing our own souls, white or black. Stick around, won't you please? You want to join us, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. We'll step away for a few minutes. This is The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 Word FM. You've already been lied to. You've already paid a ton of money to someone who did lie to you. And it's hard to come to someone like me and say, Ariel, I trust that you're going to do what's right for me. This is Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group, the timeshare cancellation expert. We're not just here to cancel your timeshare completely. We're here to provide you with the best customer service of your life. I deal with clients from all walks of life. I actually have a client right now who is an attorney. I have doctors they were still taken advantage of. And it's not just the mom and pop, it's everybody faces this. They've been lied to. They are nervous, they're scared, but we're gonna get you out of this. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. My name is Ariel. I'm a resolution specialist at Wesley Financial Group. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation kit. 800-619-3377. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth. There is another more conservative way to plan for income without all the risk, using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book, 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store. 
where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. It's an unwritten rule of motherhood to put family before yourself. While very noble, it can also be counterproductive. This is Dr. Corin Garchak, the female half of the husband and wife team at Tranquility Specific Chiropractic. As a mother of two, let me encourage you, mom, not to ignore those aches and pains you've been feeling. Your family needs you at your best. We're here to help you meet the challenge. Tranquility Specific Chiropractic, 412-833-1314. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. Tonight, mostly cloudy, warm and more humid with a shower or thunderstorm around and a low 67. Tomorrow, a severe thunderstorm. Times of clouds and sun, breezy and humid. Thunderstorms can bring flooding downpours, large hail, and damaging wind gusts with a high of 82. Thursday, a shower or thunderstorm with a high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. John and Mike and I are longing to listen instead of yap about this and act like we have answers, we don't, um, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, so we ask you to give us a call, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255 is the phone number. You can also reach out to us. We're streaming live on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook Live, uh, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy, either one of those pages. You can put your comment in there, as several people already have, but we'd love to hear from you on the phone because we like voices, 800-320-8255. Um, before we start, uh, John, I think it's important that we lay out the fact that if we're opening a dialogue like this, we're bound to hear things that are uncomfortable, that are difficult, challenging. Um, some of you listeners might hear this stuff and get mad. Some of you might be offended. Some of you, you know, whatever. I just want to encourage you to push through that and stay and listen, because part of being a peacemaker is saying the hard thing and then hearing the hard thing. And we want to be peacemakers. We want to follow after our Savior, Jesus, who was that full of grace, full of truth at the same time. Jesus had a lot of hard conversations, and we need to learn to do that. And, you know, just saying, oh, no, it's fine, is really not good enough because it's not fine. Um, so push through, listen, uh, be open. If you get mad, then you can be mad for a little while, but don't go away because we want to keep you in the conversation. 800-320-8255. We'd love to hear from you or we'd like to hear your comment on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM or the ride home with Johnny Kathy. Okay. Here's the first one, Johnny. Ready? Sure. Okay. This is Paul. He said re- regarding race. I would encourage the church to do what Jesus did. He disrupted. He didn't talk about oppression. He sat with the oppressed. So we are either disrupting racism or we are not. It's hard to argue with that. What do you say? That's pretty much common sense, right? 
Yeah, but uh, I don't know what sit with the oppressed looks like in a practical way. Paul, if you're listening or still watching on Facebook, I'd love to see. Um, I don't know what you think that that means um, in a in a day to day sense. Um. Anyway, I, I guess I would also say that. Um, We'd love to hear stories. Like the question we're asking is what's your experience with racism? I appreciate the fact that Paul had some ideas for us, which believe me, I am open to, but I would really love to hear more stories. What is your experience with racism? 800-320-8255. Okay. Mike, let's go to the phones. All right. Uh, People are uh, lining up the phone calls right now at 800-320-8255. Who is this, please? Hello. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Hi, Donna, are you there? Okay, Donna's not there. Donna, hi, we'd love to hear from you. Well, I had it on mute. Oh, my. Well, that's why why we couldn't hear from you, Donna. What's your experience (laughs) with racism? Well, let's see. It was years ago. My son's 40 now. But uh, back when he was a little young fellow, I say he was about, I say he was about eight, and uh, he had a cousin that used to visit almost every weekend. Uh, the police were walking, um, walking the beat up in East Hills, part of Pittsburgh, okay. and uh, somebody was setting fires, and they couldn't figure out who was setting fires. And um, a lady, I guess she was going to work or whatever, told one of the policemen who had done it, who had set a fire. And she pulled off and she went to work, but she turned around and came back. And by that time, my son and his little cousin was in handcuffs because the policeman had them handcuffed on the curb and said that they were setting the fires. But the lady came back and she said, I told you who was setting the fires. I pointed them out. And you know that that's not who I told you it was. And there was a uh, uh, um, black lieutenant walking with him, too. And it looked like it got him in trouble. But they uncuffed my nephew and my son and let him go because that lady turned around because she had forgotten her purse. So, um, mm, okay. you know, um, he, he was white. Uh, the guy who said that my son and my nephew were setting the fires. But um, the lady came back for her purse, thank God. Uh, and, uh, you know, po- I told the, the cop, I, I pointed out who was setting the fires, and uh, you know this is not who did it. And uh, yeah. I just thank God that, you know, she came back for her purse because my son... I'm kidding to this day has a, you know, you know, he still remembers that. And my poor nephew was murdered up there. So I want to thank you for the phone call. Appreciate you uh, you joining us here. Okay. So like we said early on, I I, I don't want to make the segment to be, you know, let's beat up on the cops. But uh, of course, if you know, uh, you've had a bad experience, well, then that's your experience. And And we want to hear that experience. The the fact of the matter is right. There's good cops and there's bad cops, right? Uh, but what is it? What is it to to encounter racism? Whether you're white or you're black, I mean, everyone's got a story. We live in society now where we're like sandpaper. 
where we're brushing up against each other and the, and the smallest interactions at the giant eagle or wherever become some sort of event because we're all um, really tight and wound super strong and just waiting for to be offended in many ways. What does that look like? Yeah. I don't have any answers here. But I do know that all of us carry this sin within us. I just, that's what it is to be alive in America today. So, Mike, can we go back to the phones? 800 320 8255. Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. My name's Quenisha. I'm from Pittsburgh, originally born in Birmingham, Alabama. But of course, okay. there's two different worlds between Pittsburgh and Birmingham. So, I'm sure. I've seen a little bit of everything, and um, it's sort of a shock because I'm 32 now, and I thought, like, you know, everything changed, but, I mean, it's it's a sad thing to talk about because I have um, a lot of nieces and nephews that are biracial. Okay. And um, it hurts me because I get along with their families. I get along with the in-laws on my brother's side. And sure. it, it's like I've experienced so much racism myself that you can't really – say much but I'm able to calm a lot of my people down because of what I've experienced myself and also see my brothers I only had all brothers I didn't have any sisters and um, my mom okay. had a big family it was seven of us in the house so yeah um, I mean from a teenager I remember being spit in the face and the, the cop judged me wrong and he found out it was another girl and um, he spit in my face, and he put the handcuffs on really tight, but that was the first encounter. Then I worked for Five Guys Burgers and Fries, and um, I had a lot of me, 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 Three two zero eight two five five. The question: What is your experience with racism? John and Mike and I are looking to talk, to listen. Pardon me, and not talk. Um, we want to hear your stories. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five, or find us on Facebook. We're streaming live. You can watch the show happen at one hundred one point five Word FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Mike, we have another phone call. Pam, thank you for calling. Pam, what's your story with racism? Hi, how Hi. you doing today? So my story is, um, I have a, a lot of stories, but this is one particular one that I share with people when, when I'm trying to make a, a point about racism. I was at a store shopping. This was years ago. I was shopping in a, in a department store, and I happened to be standing close to a lady with her baby in a stroller. The baby was probably only, it was like a taller. She was like a taller. She was probably only like one or two. Okay. And I wasn't paying that much attention to them, but I heard the little girl say to her mother, she pointed at me and she said, nigger. And I was like, I heard it. Like she was pointing it out like she's, this is one that she had been taught that this is what we were based oh. on our skin color. And I just looked, I was so sad. I didn't even get angry. I didn't, I looked at the mother. She, she put her head down. She wouldn't look at me. And I just was like, that's a shame, teaching babies that kind of stuff, because this is learned. This is learned behavior. And that's the part that we really have to focus on, because it's common. And the little baby wasn't, didn't really know what it meant, but she right, knew how course. to identify. 
by me. And that was the thing that really stood out to me. Pam, I am so sorry that you had to experience that. It's sad. It's really sad. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling, Pam. 800-320-8255. What's your experience with racism? We're looking to hear from people either on the phone or on Facebook or streaming live at 101.5 Word FM or the ride home with John and Kathy. Um, How do you respond to something like that? Thank God the cool heads prevailed. You know, that might not have been the case right now where people are so ramped up. Mike, uh, we got somebody else on the line. Let's go back to the phones, okay? Rose. Rose. All right, Rose. Hey, Rose, you're live in the air with Kath and myself. What do you have, please? Hi. Um, I Hi, have Rose. two stories. I have um, a few stories. Um, with the cops, no, let me start with my when I was going to school. I'm 40, 58 years old, okay. and um, I would remember when... Um, Downtown, it was a a health school I went to, and I needed to, I needed some money. I love to go bingo, so I would take my broken gold and cash it in. So yeah. I had, um, I went to this gold store, and um, I didn't have my ID. So before I had left, he told me, "Well, you get thirty dollars." I said, "Okay." So I went back to school, and I got my friend. His name was Gary, and I said, "Gary, could you please help me? I need, I don't have my ID, and I wanted." Um, turning this gold so he went he said sure was no problem we went back the guy gave him 66 dollars for that piece of gold but he was giving me 30 get out now come on no true story true story back in 1993 um it was late night i living on this happened on um federal street and um, I, I was drinking and everything. I was smoking cigarettes back then. Um, um, Donna Lucia's pizza was there. Okay. I went and ordered a pizza. This was around about, I guess, around about 1130, something like that. And I didn't want to buy um, the cigarettes off the machine. So I was walking over to the cigarettes, the beer store on, on Fed. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to go to the bathroom so, so bad. I went to, I went to pee. out now um. You know, it was late at night. I had to pee. I didn't want to pee on myself. A cop came in the alley. Give me you crackhead. Come here, you crackhead. Be in there, all of this and that. I'm like, no, wait, stop, stop. Please stop, stop. And then all next thing I know, he pulled me. This It was a store, like, with that big front um, plate glass. It was cold out there. It was in January near Martin Luther King's birthday. The cops beat me up to this day. I got a scar on my left side of my face where I got actually ice burnt in my face. I mean, I was like, please, please. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? I mean, I mean, they beat me up so bad. Then they took me to jail. My family never knew where I was when I told them the next day when they allowed me to make a phone call because I was so angry. I never gave them my name. They put me down as a Jane Doe. I mean, it was bad. It was, it was, it was bad. And, Yes, it's a lot of racism, and I worked at the post office as well. And I was, I was like, well, God created all of us equal. Why is this? Why are you going to let somebody do? If they can do it, why can't I do it? I was like, no, you know, I, I used to all the time have a problem with that at work. But, yes, racism is alive, and it's, and it's bad. And it truly, truly, I think it needs to start with our laws or something. No, it don't. It needs to start with God first. So. Uh. 
That's a good phone yeah. call. Rose, thank, thank you. Thank yeah. you for calling and giving your story. Hey, I think we need to step away. We're really late for a break. Um, we'd love to hear from you, though. 800-320-8255. What's your experience with racism? It's the ride home. John and Kathy. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Ever have any problems? Oh, you do? Congratulations. Because, you see, a problem really is an opportunity in disguise. God wants you to see your problems as potentialities. Be sure to join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Turning Problems into Possibilities, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. XL Home Care, 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950. XL Home Care, a help at home company. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Moms sure do wear a lot of hats. And these days, she's wearing a few she hadn't expected, like homeschool teacher, mask maker, hand-washing enforcer, social distance shopper, toilet paper finder, parent checker inner, screen time negotiator, personal space administrator, and make sure everyone's happier, safer and healthier-er. And to help you appreciate her, Trinity Jewelers is now open. Like hats, the best gifts are unexpected. At trinityjewelers.com. Happy to hear from you. We're looking for your stories. What's your experience with racism? We have a caller on the line, only 30 seconds. Caller, your name is? Chris. Hi, Chris. Tell us your story. Um, well, okay. That, I've had a lot happen, but um, and I recently just got my driver's license back after a racial incident happened years back. But, you okay. know, thank God for that. Um, I 
Okay, me and a friend, uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, uh, okay. Penn Hills, and me and a friend were driving, and uh, we were way out somewhere. I used to pay phone by a corner of some building. It was abandoned. And I'm talking, and then all of a sudden, uh, as quick as I can, um, I, I saw lights, flashlights. We saw, we both saw flashlights. And we're like, what's going was like, what, what the heck is that? And then I realized it was a bunch of cops coming up to us uh, with guns aimed at us. And um, then I said, Chris, come on, man. I just dropped the phone. He thought I was crazy. Okay, hold on, Chris. I'm going to ask you to just stop your story right there. We need to take a break. We're going to come back and hear the rest, okay? So stay with us. We're going to hear Chris's story, uh, what his experience with racism is. We'll be back on today's Ride Home with John and Kathy. Summer is open, and Lowe's has everything you need to create backyard memories all season long. A new fire pit, tents, and some outdoor gear means camp is on. Build the fire pit yourself with wall blocks starting at just $1.38. Download the Lowe's app and find everything from tents and lawn chairs to Yeti coolers and drinkware starting at just $24.99. Make summer at home the best it can be with Lowe's. While supplies last, contiguous U.S. only. Selections vary by market. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Happy to have you with us today. The question we're asking is, what's your experience with racism? The phone number is 800-320-8255. We're talking to Chris. Chris, uh, when you left us uh, before the commercial break, you said that you were at near an abandoned building on a payphone. You saw a bunch of flashlights coming toward you. You realized they were police. And then what happened? Yes. Okay, so we're out in the middle of basically nowhere trying to visit some a girl of my, my best friend at the time, Chris, his name also. And all of a sudden, the cops come, pop, they come out, they're yelling at us, and it was about 15. Um, I kind of looked to the edge of the building, and there were like, oh, there were other cops uh, scaling the side of the building with shotguns. I'm like, this is, I'm just, I couldn't, I didn't have words. I just put my hands, did what they told us to do, and... Uh, I don't know what excuse that they had, but we allowed them to, to check my car. Um, we didn't do anything wrong. All they found was a Bible. Thank Jesus. You know, and, you know, they, oh, we're sorry about that. You know, just can't be too careful. I, we just kind of, okay, like, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, yes, there's been... There's been numerous times, and there's, it's always, if you try to tell someone, um, it's always, oh, no, 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 it, you must have done something wrong, or uh, you're exaggerating, you're, you're always complaining. These people are always complaining, and that's not, that's not it. Okay. Yeah. So, Chris, when, when you heard the George, the George Floyd thing, uh, were you surprised? Um, sadly, no. No, I wasn't. 
I wasn't. I, after seeing all the things that happened and the, the man in New York, um, it, it's just, uh, it's disgusting, but it's become like regular. It's almost, you almost grow numb to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, that's Chris, the problem. Thank, that's what yeah, you have to fight. That, you're right. To fight the numbness. Chris, thank you for calling and sharing your story. Right, no for the for those of yeah, for those of you uh, listening, I hope that this has been a beneficial experience for you to just not talk and just hear what somebody has to say. I think we need a lot more of this. Uh, John, your thoughts? Yeah, I, you peel it back because as a white man in America, this is not my experience, right? And it's like what Chris said: "Oh, you must be making this up, or yeah. this is above, you know exaggeration." You must have been, or you or must have been doing something wrong, right? I mean. So there it is. It's it's hard to refute, right? So what do we do? You've got the knowledge, and especially as believers in Jesus, how do you change your heart? How do you change your life? How do you change your way of thinking? What do we do here in America? What do we do as followers of Jesus? 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As people flooded streets across America to protest the killing of George Floyd, public health experts are fearing the crowds, tear gas, and arrests will lead to new transmissions of coronavirus. An Associated Press review found that in the last week, protests have been held in every one of the 25 American communities with the highest concentrations of the new virus. New York City has extended an 8 p.m. curfew all week. Now, Mayor Bill de Blasio's announcement comes after a night of chaos, after it erupted again amid protest over George Floyd's death, despite an 11 p.m. curfew. Stocks are closing higher on Wall Street today for the third day in a row, continuing a stretch of gains for the market. The Dow gained 267 points today. The NASDAQ up 56 and the S&P 500 picked up 25. This is SRN News. This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. The man, the yellow man, ServiceMaster. This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call ServiceMaster Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was just this big study about anxiety among us. Really interesting in this study about what can keep us up at night. 
one of the top stressors out of all the things to worry about is paying for health care. A huge majority of us say we're worried about that. It's totally understandable, but there's an affordable alternative to health insurance. It's MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and it has worked beautifully for more than 25 years. And not only do people save lots of money, they get access to a huge network of doctors. They get to take advantage of 24-7 live access online where they can talk to a doctor and even get prescriptions. And of course, there is the savings. With MediShare, the typical family saves $500 a month. That can help you sleep easier, too. There's a lot to love about it. No wonder it's grown so much. Here is the number to find out more. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-B-I-B-L-E. 844-57-BIBLE. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Tonight, mostly cloudy, warm and more humid with a shower or thunderstorm around and a low 67. Tomorrow, a severe thunderstorm with times of clouds and sun. Breezy and humid. Thunderstorms can bring flooding downpours, large hail, and damaging wind gusts with a high of 82. Thursday, a shower or thunderstorm with a high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition, the 5 o'clock hour of the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uh, a very interesting 4 o'clock hour. Of course, mm-hmm, we are podcasting so. as well. So as soon as the show's over, you can find us on Facebook and see our and hear our podcast there. Yeah. Kath, uh, uh, amidst all the turmoil, uh, we just have gone through uh, many months now of pandemic living. Now we're caught up in another cycle of a deeply social unrest and protest and rioting Mm -hmm. uh, is like more and more layers of insanity. I remember like, you know, last year in 2019, I thought, well, I'm glad this year was over. That was a very difficult year. And of course, you yourself can attest to that as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. 2019 looks like a walk in the woods by comparison. (laughs) I mean, what in the world? I can't believe that you could pile all of these things yeah. on top of each other. You've got, you know, your impeachment thing, you got your pandemic thing, you got your, you know, senseless murder thing, you got your riot thing. I mean, right, yeah. I, I feel just, like I'm reading the Left Behind series. I know. No? <laughs> the heck? <laughs> well, it's the first moment of levity we've had in about five days. <laughs> the Hooters. Um, okay, so here's my question. Yeah. Uh, you can't live in a in in this state of uh of absolute angst 10 out of 10 all the time you just can't some people do right but you and can't mentally it's Ill. not healthy God right because they're right they're so you have to find a way to maintain your state of mind um yeah. and your focus so um i would love to hear what it is that you have done or are doing that you feel like is helping you to maintain a sense of normalcy <laughs> 
I mean, personally. Oh, by the way, you're laughing. You're saying there is no sense of normalcy. No, no. I mean, personally. Is that what I'm to hear? I'm laughing because, you know, because you're bringing this up because, you know, you, she, the woman who always wants to fit in her pants. Mm -hmm. I mean, really what I'm doing is eating a lot of snacks. Oh, Mike, I didn't realize John was eating so many snacks. I'm eating a lot of snacks. Are you? There is no bag of chips that is safe within my arm's reach. Really? Mm -hmm. So so you are... Is it just the plain wise, or are you branching out into other varieties? No, you know, I've discovered the uh, Giant Eagle uh, Ripple brand. Oh. <laughs> that is a good brand. That's it's a really good chip. brand. Yeah. I've both, never had both that Both plain chip. and barbecued. Which I, really? Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, I was really good. Early on in the, you know, the early pandemic, I was like, you know, you sent me a photograph. You sent me that photo, you remember, of... Uh, of uh, l- little piggies, and uh, you know, I don't remember that, but okay. oh yeah, you did. It, it was very, it was really sort of convicting on my part, you know. Oh, I do remember it. Yes, right? it was sort yes, of like about, you know, this. This is what we're going to look like at the end of quarantine, yes. right? And I saw that, and I was like, oh no, Mm-mm, not, not me. me, buddy, Mm-mm. not Johnny. Mm-mm. He's going to be super svelte coming out of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, sadly, I succumbed to that, uh, okay. and uh, so what I'm doing is, you know, because you and I are producing this show. Um, we are reading and watching and all, you know digesting all constantly day, all night. Right. It's and so then weeks. when we're done at six 30 ish or so, I'm like, uh, <laughs> give me something to eat or just, yeah. I, I, and I, I, and so I try to stay away from, you know, late night cable TV news. I'm trying to go for yeah. something that's a little more, you know, easier on the brain Yeah, because then, you know, uh, a few hours of being up with my wife and my and my one boy who's who's living with here living with with us here right now, and then it's time for bed, and you wake up and you do the same thing. And I, I really, what I've discovered in my sickness is I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and unfortunately, I'll send you things. Like, I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. I'm waking things. up at three in the morning and I'm trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what happened. What happened in Minneapolis? What what's gone wrong in Pittsburgh at three ten a.m. And nothing makes sense nothing, at three ten a.m. Nothing's making sense, and I and like I have any knowledge, background, or expertise to solve anything. Right, it's completely useless. Completely useless. So I would imagine people who have you know some form or another, which is you know most of the population of addictive personalities. A lot of people are really wrestling with their addictive personalities right sure, now. Sure, of course. Yeah. Okay, no wait, but you're saying that, and and perhaps it was hidden, but I, I because I'm has such a detective mindset, I'm able to dig down deep and realize <laughs> that you're recommending not watching cable news in the evening. Oh, I, I'm not. I just refuse to because. But it, you are just, recommending. You're saying don't do that. Do not. I'm not even recommending. I'm saying you know <laughs> unless you want to preserve your sanity, do not watch cable news in the evening. Do not. It will destroy your soul in short mm-hmm. order. Right. Protect yeah. yourself and those you love. Right. Okay. Protect yourself and you All yourself. Right. How are you yourself? Uh, what I guess the phrase is, Kath, self-care. I can't stand that. You know, How that's are up you there with, in you your know, self-care? That's up there with free range, Mike, and raise awareness. I can't mm-hmm. stand self-care. I hate the term. I just hate it. So yeah. I'm not even going to use it. Okay. So this is what I've been doing. And mm-hmm. I've done this two nights in a row. Yeah. Um, let's see. Last night was Monday night. Sunday night, uh, my two favorite worship leaders did a live thing on Instagram, mm. Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin. Nice. 
And what they did, which it was so funny, and those of us who are inside and broadcasting will really laugh about this, is they decided that they wanted to do a live thing where they were both talking and, you know, recognizing where we are in America and commenting about the senseless killing sure. of George Floyd and the, and the riots and racism and all of that while utilizing their incredibly gigantic collection of music that they've recorded over the years. But because they're streaming live, they can only play 90 seconds or less or oh. they're going to get tossed off of Facebook and Instagram, even though they're playing their own music. That's us. That's the right. same boat. Exactly. But, but it's exactly. their music. But it's their own music and they well, still can't horrible. do it. They still can't do it. So anyway, so, so it was, it was, so it was an hour and a half long, the two of them together in a tiny room. Mm. It was called like on Fred's phone and <laughs> they just went back and forth and Kirk Franklin would say something and he'd say, it reminds me of this song. And then he'd play 90 seconds of, of one of his songs. And then he'd say, what about you? Fred and Fred would say, well, that reminds me. And he'd say something of this song. And then he'd play one of his songs, but it was only, as I said, 90 seconds or less. 90 seconds. Well, so it was meaningful. It was worshipful, like in the extreme, it was also kind of light and funny and they're good friends. Really? And there was a lot of, you know, boy, I remember how old I was when I recorded this. Oh, that's cool. You know, it was just like two, uh, two colleagues who have walked the same road and done the same thing for as long as they have just talking about life and interspersed in their genre are so many beautiful little commentaries and words of wisdom and Mm. just unbelievable insight. And there there was a lot of laughs. Anyway, I I loved it it so much Sunday night that I watched the whole thing again last night. Really? Oh, that's fabulous. So, okay, so that's what I say. Find find something like that. If you first of all, if you're a Fred Hammond or Kirk Franklin fan, you need to watch this. Just go to Fred Hammond's Facebook page or his Instagram, yeah, yeah. and you can watch the whole thing. You should. It is awesome. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, so the ninety second rule is that is that still still us, right? Yeah, still ninety everybody. seconds. Yeah. Is it just not? I mean, can, we, can you play thirty seconds and still I don't feel know. good I don't about think, a song? I don't think we can. We can't. We can't do ninety. I don't, I don't think we can. Because I've got, you know, you know what I've been this listening is the to. Case. Everybody knows this. If you're out there and you're laughing, you, I know you're the kind of person who's like, mm-hmm. you know, YouTubing or doing stuff online or whatever. There's Kirk. That's yeah, there's Kirk. I love that I album. I love that song so much. I love that album. Hosanna. You, Hosanna. Oh, oh. He, you know, he used that because oh. it was awesome. Yeah. My a, daughter and I were. I anyway, it, it's so good. So that kind of thing takes you away from the angst of the moment, mm-hmm. which has its place, but you can't live in that angst 24 hours right, a day. So, so you're using music therapy. Yes. Yes. I'm using food therapy. <laughs> and Mike, are you using any therapy at all? Um, walking. Just oh, walking good. therapy. Walking, prayer right. walking. That's very healthy, Mike. Yeah. All right, good. So good for Mike you. will be in shape. Right. Kathy will be of light mind, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be this heavy toad. Very you know good. what? We all have different gifts, John. That's good. That's good. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, our good friend Terry Tim will be with us. He's going to talk about Pentecost and protest, both of those things happening this past Sunday. That's next on today's Ride Home. WORD. Many of us know couples who are essentially roommates. They're married, they get along, but they don't really function as a unit. This week, Alistair Begg describes a better way found in Scripture, a biblical design for marital roles. Listen Monday through Friday 
to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Moms sure do wear a lot of hats. And these days, she's wearing a few she hadn't expected, like homeschool teacher, mask maker, hand-washing enforcer, social distance shopper, toilet paper finder, parent checker inner, screen time negotiator, personal space administrator, and make sure everyone's happier, safer-er, and healthier-er. And to help you appreciate her, Trinity Jewelers is now open. Like hats, the best gifts are unexpected. At trinityjewelers.com. Things are finally starting to move again. Can you feel it? Things are starting to move. Hey, it's John Hall. And right at the beginning of this, in March, my best friend Dan sprung a big leak on his roof. And so for the past forever months, he's had a blue tarp covering up his roof. Hey, Dan, you got a blue tarp on your roof. But now, thanks to United Faith Mortgage, Dan refinanced. And he's finally got a roofing crew working because things are moving again. United Faith Mortgage, online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. I mean, I'm not saying you've got a blue tarp on your roof, but like everybody else, you've been sitting in lockdown and you can't help but think about your house and your money. Are you ready to refinance? Look online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. A small team with family and faith in the middle and something really big behind them. A direct lender advantage, often giving you a better rate and saving you money. Start online, unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Thrift with a purpose at the grand reopening of City Mission Thrift Stores. Going on now. City Mission has been preparing stores with safety measures and disinfecting to protect shoppers and employees. Find lots of great items at the best deals while supporting City Mission programs for men, women, children, and veterans. All seven City Mission thrift stores have modified reopening hours Monday through Saturday 9 to 6 with a special Senior Citizen Shopping Hour 9 to 10 a.m. For the store near you, visit citymission.org shop. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary, obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So, what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Pastor Terry Tim is with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry is a regular guest on our show. Every month he joins us to opine about any number of things. Terry, good friend. How are you, sir? Hey, John. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, sorry I can't be with you guys. Uh, I really miss being in the studio with both you and Kath. What the heck? So, so weird, weird, isn't it? So strange. Really? Yep. Yep. 
Well, Terry, we've gone from uh, the sadness and angst and uh, you know uncertainty of pandemic to watching a senseless murder on Facebook and protest. And in the middle of all of that, we transitioned in the church calendar from celebrating Eastertide to Pentecost. Um, you are a pastor, and you get the great privilege of navigating those things Good job, for a group Tim. of people who rely on you. I can't, um, I can't imagine how difficult that is. So um, tell us first off how you have been in all that yourself, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, it's, uh, thanks. I appreciate you even asking that question. It's, you know, and I'm, I'm not overstating the case, but I've been in pastoral ministry for 30 years, and this is the hardest season of my life. Uh, there have been two seemingly contradictory uh, experiences that I've been having. In one sense, it's, this has been an exhilarating time. Uh, I'm, I'm hardwired entrepreneurially, apostolically. I like to innovate and create. And this has been a season where like we've, we're making stuff up on the fly. Like yeah. every day we're trying something new and that, that is really energizing. I have a great staff and we're collaborating and innovating and just trying to find ways to connect people. I love that to be honest, but it's been exhausting. Like there's so much heaviness in our world and in our lives. Like Every conversation has a, a weightiness to it. And so it's really, really demanding. And, you know, I was listening to you guys, you know, in terms of, you know, how are you trying to process, you know, the stuff? And, you know, yeah. my, my, my addictive behavior is I, I just keep working. Like, that's the way I, I medicate, like, just work harder. So it's kind of a doom loop for me is like the work is hard. I'm anxious. I'm stressed out. So let's just, I'm just going to work, work a little bit harder. So yeah. it's weird. You know, you know, my, uh, my self-care, I was trying to find a way to get self-care, a uh, free range and raise your awareness all into one sentence, Kath. But, <laughs> so, so, Listen, I can, I I can cancel my... the zoom call right now and get out of this. Okay. <laughs> so the way your I self-awareness is at a low point, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I practice self-care by uh, getting on my bike, and uh, I- I've been biking, you know, the last couple of weeks, going on a- going on a trail, and that that's a new thing for me, uh, and that's been really life-giving just to get out good. in God's good creation and let the wind blow in my face for a while and exercise a little bit. So I'm trying to do well, more of awesome. that. But it's, yeah, it's, it, I, I just you know encourage your listeners. You know, I, uh, this is a hard season for pastors, and I, I do a lot of work with pastors. Uh, both locally and nationally. And uh, every pastor I talk to, this is just, this is a hard, this is a hard, hard season. And I know it's hard for everyone, but people in pastoral ministry are, are carrying a lot of weight for uh, their congregation. So man, just make sure you pray for them, encourage them, a text, you know, every once in a while, it goes a long way for our well-being as, uh, as spiritual leaders. That's excellent. So, uh, Ter, uh you came to talk to, uh, talk to us today about uh, Pentecost. Of course, it's uh, this past Sunday we all celebrated Pentecost, and uh, you've added on a layer of protests. So Pentecost and protests, how do those two intersect with each other? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. You know, most of us, you know, if we're familiar with the liturgical calendar, which, again, not all Christians practice that, but most people are aware of Pentecost from, you know, the recording of Acts chapter 2, the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, one thing I, I just like it. it I, I, this is a uh, I use this phrase intentionally. It 
took my breath away this, this Sunday morning to talk about the day when God breathed God's spirit upon the church. And, and to think about the Holy Spirit, which the word in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, you know, ruach or pneuma, breath or wind or spirit, to, to think about the breath of God coming upon God's people in a, in a day when all of us have the words, I can't breathe, right in the forefront of our minds. Yeah. And uh, it's a staggering thing to think about it. And, and the reality is, we, as a culture right now, we can't breathe. Like, we, we are so desperate for the breath of God, for a fresh wind of the Spirit. We need God's help. Um, so so that's, that's right at the, the forefront of, of, of Pentecost. We, we need the breath of God. But the second thing I would say is that Pentecost is rooted in the Old Testament. Uh, it's rooted in the, the, the feast that, that the Hebrews were called by God to practice. And uh, I know we don't have a ton of time, but I mean, just I would encourage your, your listeners to go to Leviticus 23, because that's where God outlined the, the original intention for Pentecost, which was a, a harvest celebration. The people of God would bring the first fruits of their harvest in to celebrate God's provision and recognition that God was going to care for them. It was an act of faith. And in Leviticus 23, verse 22, the very end of this instruction around Pentecost are these words. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord your God. So as you think about that, God's original design for Pentecost had justice right at the forefront. Mm-hmm. The, the so- sojourner, the foreigner, the alien, the vulnerable people, the oppressed, God says, pay attention to them. It's not enough just to come with your arms full of your first fruits, but there are vulnerable people among you. And I think we forget about that's the origins of, of Pentecost in our Judeo-Christian tradition. And like in, in Pentecost 2020, like right in our, right in our face, we, we see the face of, of George Floyd and we see the face of brown and black brothers and sisters who have been oppressed, who are vulnerable. And God, it's, it's not enough just to come into the sanctuary and sing God's praises. It's not even enough to pray for a fresh wind of the Spirit to blow on us. God says we've got to stand with the oppressed and the vulnerable. Like that is, that's the way we practice a true Pentecost. And part of that is, is raising our voice and raising our life to say we need we need change so they 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 have to go together we, we can't separate them terry tim is with us christ community church of the south hills uh terry talk about the um the practice at your church um how have you i don't know taken in the news about george floyd i know you're all still scattered how are you how are you taking in Pentecost? Um, what type of church, what's your church community look like right now? Yeah, well, we are, we are scattered. Uh, we're, our church, we, we don't actually have a church building. We meet in a public school. Um, that's yeah. where we gather. 
So uh, we have no idea when we're going to get back uh, physically. We actually this this past week started some small group gatherings uh, in public uh, outside in public spaces in parking lots. So we had our first one on Sunday afternoon. A small group of ten people just got together. But you know, we we as a church we've we've been pressing into this issue of racism uh, over the last couple of years, and. I think the first step, we are primarily a white congregation. We have very few people of color. And for us, and for me, is, is to, to learn and to listen, and to listen to the voices of, of black and brown brothers and sisters. So I just think it's so critical. I mean, I, I, I watch social media right now, and I see a lot of Christian leaders are making statements, and, you know, I... I just can't get into that space right now. The thing that I've been doing with social media is that I'm, I'm looking at Facebook friends who are people of color, and I just want to hear their story. I want to listen and, and not just listen, but I want to hear what their experience is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just, just, I mean, I've been dropping simple comments like, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your experience. I'm sorry that your life has been so hard. I'm sorry. We have a system that, that is fundamentally flawed. I'm with you. And, and so I, I think for white Christians, a big part of it is just is listening and learning before we act and, and to let people uh, who, are, who are hurting just, just to know that we're with mm-hmm. them. And, and isn't that, isn't, again, that's Pentecostal. Jesus said, I'm going away. It's a good thing. But the Spirit is going to come who will be with you. And one of the, the, the words that Jesus used to describe the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, the paraclete, the one who will walk alongside you. And that's a powerful image that the Spirit is, is God who walks alongside mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And w- so what would it mean for us as God's people to walk alongside one another in the midst of their pain, their sorrow, and yes, their anger? You know, Tara, uh, you bring up so many good points here, but as you're speaking, I'm thinking about, you know, for years, you and uh, and myself and Kath and all of us, a lot of people here in Western Pennsylvania have been talking about a spiritual revival, and waiting, praying, thinking, and working towards a spiritual revival. And I wonder, you know, at, at what point do we come out of this um, this imposed exile of uh, social isolation from each other? When that becomes a fruition where we gather once, once again to gather, do we, we lean towards hard into that and set the rails now for that revival? Because um, if there's ever been a call in our social isolation and our fear and our anger and our resentment towards each other, all those things that are in upheaval, uh, this would be the time, would it not? Man, I... I I saw I saw my friend Jay Slocum today, your friend Jay Slocum, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I, I hadn't seen Jay in, Jay in three months. And yeah. then everything in me just wanted to like hug him, jump on yeah. him, like <laughs> you know, like I right. miss him. And we've we've talked and we've zoomed, but like to be physically present was so mm-hmm. such a rich gift. But but I, I I think as as followers of Jesus, this is really critical how we step back into our life together. Because one of the things that is really happening is that between the issues of COVID-19 and, and, I, and, and the issues of, of racism that have now come onto the, our agenda once again, the, the opportunity to be divided, the enemy is loving this. Yeah. Like, you know, 
I mean, there, there are people, you know, in my church and your church and all the churches, like, do I wear a mask or not? Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, that stupid thing is going to be a point of contention and division. Like I even heard of, I, I talked to a pastor yesterday that said, we're thinking about having two different services, one service where people wear masks and one what? where they don't. Oh, for heaven's yeah. sake. I mean, but, but I mean, that, there's that much kind of potential for division. So, the, I mean, this is, a, this is a Kairos moment. This is an opportunity for us to come together and celebrate the unity we have, unity with diversity. And I think it's also a time where we, we are invited to be people of humility. It's not all about us. It's not about all of our preference. It's about caring about the concerns of our brothers and sisters in Christ, who may be weaker, who may, who in whatever ways that means. Like, so, you know, John, I, I, I'm with you, man. I long for it. I, I want the church to, to live in, into its unity. But um, these are tense times. And I, I think we need to be praying diligently that we, we do have the mind of Christ and that we, uh, we really do allow the Spirit of God to move in our midst because it is the Spirit that brings unity. You know, Pentecost, you think about the, the gathering of people on that first day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. It was a multi-ethnic, multi-cultural gathering, mm-hmm. and it was the Spirit that unified them. Right. That's good, Terry. That's Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, thank you so much for being with us again today. Let me ask you one question on your way out. Um, how yeah. the heck big after quarantine is Jace Locum's beard? <laughs> you know what? I was, you know, somebody must must have trimmed them up a little bit because, you know, really? he, he, he wasn't going he wasn't going full blown Amish on us. So, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank All goodness. Right. That's All right, Terry. Well, uh, do a little self care and buy yourself a bag of chips. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, we'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, sports a little yes. bit. Right? Let's delve into that. I mean, it's always a, a great diversion. We certainly could use a little sports right now. So stick around for that conversation. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away, 100% chemical free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in, it's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. 
Now that's fed income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, mostly cloudy, warm and more humid with a shower or thunderstorm around and a low 67. Tomorrow, a severe thunderstorm with times of clouds and sun, breezy and humid. Thunderstorms can bring flooding downpours, large hail and damaging wind gusts with a high of 82. Thursday, a shower or thunderstorm with a high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. like a runaway barge right just kind of floating down the river banging into things hard to corral we need something that's like a center point to bring us back again society of course if you're a believer you've got christ in your life and you've got the church but it'd be nice to have something you know that everyone joins in everyone joins in together gath what do you think how about baseball i'll take baseball can i go for baseball it's a nice combination the reason i say baseball yeah is if these Looney Tunes, John, who are owners and players, multi-jillionaires, cannot decide something to do before this week is over, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my mind and hate them all. Okay, so it, so Am the I overreacting? Perhaps I'm speaking badly. You're saying, oh no, Kathy Evans used the hate word. Okay, I'm just saying it's very annoying. Okay, yes, it I is. cannot stand people who are arguing about money at a time like this. Currently in discussions about how many games they should play. And the big thing is, of course, always the moolah, right? Who gets how much cash? Of course, for the most part, you're talking to guys who are multimillionaires, but you know there is a pay structure that is a sliding scale. Right. There are a ton. I didn't realize how many Major League Baseball players earn less than a million dollars. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Coincidentally, I learn less. Than, I earn less than a million dollars. Do you? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that's so shocking. I'm just saying that I. I guess I'm so used to hearing about the Garrett Cole contract right. or the Mike Trout contract that you tend to think that every ball player is in that realm, and it's just right. not the case. Yeah. Okay. So the the hope is by July one, baseball in some form, however weird it is, would come back to the United States of America. Yes. Please let's hope that's truth. Please, because yes, we need some baseball. I beg you to act like mature adults. And but wasn't there sports out. on over the weekend? Wasn't there like auto racing or I think golf? There was NASCAR. Was there golf? Was isn't Tiger Woods yeah, playing? Did that happen? That that happened on Memorial Day. Oh, see, I missed it. The Sunday of Memorial Day. 
Too busy. It's okay. He remember he played with Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I was probably on bag two of chips at that point. Exactly. So That's all right though. That's why you have Mike and I. Um, so Ron Cook wrote this article in the PG yesterday in the same vein. Sports won't completely save us, but we need a galvanizing force. Mm. He said, you know, things are horrible, but he believes sports can help. He said that, you know, sports can't solve all, all of our problems, but they can impact change for the greater good by what the games provide on the field and what the people in them do off the field. John, he brought uh, 1970s as an example. Yes. He said because of what the Super Steelers did and how difficult things were in Pittsburgh at the time. Yep. Uh, he said sports brought America together like nothing else after 9-11. Remember George Bush yeah, walking out in the mound at Yankee Stadium? And throwing a strike. I'll, I'll never forget oh, that boom. in my whole life. Oh, it's chilling. Oh, my gosh. It was gorgeous. Anyway, he's saying we need sports now more more than ever. And I yeah. totally agree with them. And, you know, three cheers for the NHL. It seems like they're figuring it out way f- – I guess it shouldn't surprise us. Because they're hockey uh, players. Right. They're, they're, they they want to play, and they're going to figure it out. So I think yeah. we're going to end up with hockey for sure. Um, and I was the first person who said that hockey was over. Mike, mm. what do you think? Like, I had, like, zero hope that we were going to see any hockey at all. Now it seems like we might see hockey before we see baseball. Yeah, for a, for a second I thought the same thing, and uh, I was losing hope. But as soon as Gary Bettman uh, um, he talked on uh, on social media, uh, mm-hmm. four, the four phases of of coming back, there is some hope. There is some light at the end of the tunnel here, so I'm excited. It's miraculous that that like uh, hockey management could get something so right. I'm <laughs> sorry, but you know how yeah. many. T- how many times have we begged them to like use their brains about something? And but this time right. they have. So hooray! Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, hey, uh, let's take a break and uh, you know, uh, let's pray for some little normalcy in our lives. Okay, yes. we're going to come back and we're going to talk with Kyle Howard about the history of rioting and its connection to racial trauma. All right, stay with us for that. WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Modern day deception of Satan in the world today is to blur sin. Dr. Michael Youssef. Once he blurs sin, there's no need for grace. If he can deceive people into believing that God is in all of us and therefore each one of us should be guided by his or her own feelings, then there's no need for grace. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130 cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers, we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Chris Katolka here from the Friends of Israel Today radio program. And earlier this year, President Trump laid out a new Israeli-Palestinian peace plan that was different from any other Middle East peace plan offered before, leaving many people to wonder, whose land is it anyway? The Jewish people want it. The Arabs want it. Well, the booklet, Whose Land Is It Anyway? from the Friends of Israel will leave you with a clear, concise answer to who owns that land. You can get your copy today by giving a gift of any amount by going to foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employees need when you reopen your facility. Contact us today. The man, the yellow man, Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. We have developed a comprehensive facility reopening guide for businesses preparing to re-enter the workplace. Visit ServiceMasterOfGreaterPGH.com to download yours today. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. XL Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an XL caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950, Excel Home Care, a help-at-home company. Martin Luther King uh, penned the unbelievable essay letter, actually a letter from Birmingham jail. Not sure what year that was. Um, but I, I try to read it once a year and just familiarize myself with it. If you've never read it, I can tell you that it is lengthy. It is full of unbelievable content. It is also beautiful to read. I mean, it is, it is an incredible work of American literature and theological strength. And we're going to talk to Kyle Howard about it in just a little bit. But can I read just a portion of this, John? Sure. Okay. These are the words of MLK Jr. But when you have seen vicious mobs lynch your mothers and fathers at will and drown your sisters and brothers at whim, when you've seen hate-filled policemen curse, kick, and even kill your black brothers and sisters, when you see the vast majority of your 20 million Negro brothers smothering in an airtight cage of poverty in the midst of an affluent society, when you suddenly find your tongue twisted and your speech stammering as you seek to explain to your six-year-old daughter why she can't go to the public amusement park that has just been advertised on TV and see tears welling up in her eyes when she's told that Fun Town is closed to colored children and see ominous clouds of inferiority beginning to form in her little mental sky and see her beginning to distort her personality by developing an unconscious bitterness toward white people When you have to concoct an answer for a five-year-old son who is asking daddy, why do white people treat colored people so mean? 
when you are humiliated day in and day out by nagging signs reading white and colored, when your first name becomes the N-word, your middle name becomes boy, however old you are, and your last name becomes John, and your wife and mother are never given the respected title Mrs., when you are harried by day and haunted by night by the fact that you are a Negro living constantly at tiptoe stance, never quite knowing what to expect next, and are plagued with inner fears and outer resentments, when you are forever fighting a degenerating sense of nobodiness, then you will understand why we find it difficult to wait. Kyle Howard is with us. Kyle Howard is um, serving the church as a biblical counselor. He is preparing to plant, as, as a pastor, a transcultural church here today to talk to us about the history of rioting and its connection to racial trauma. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I am having a difficult time hearing you. you kind of breaking in and out. Okay. All right, can Kyle. Well, okay? we're going to see how well we can do in this uh, new era of John and I broadcasting from our homes and all the technology between you and us. Things can get a little muddled, um, so we'll we'll do the best we can. Kyle, talk to us about uh, racial trauma. What do you think it is? I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm not able to hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll let Kyle go, and we'll try to reconnect with him. Um, hopefully, the technology will improve so that Kyle's able to hear us. Uh, John, John, when you heard those uh, words from MLK Jr., what did you think? So brutal. And of course, um, uh, that letter was written five plus decades ago, and not much has really changed, has it? That's Uh, the thing that was that I just read it and I think, really, mm -hmm. really? I mean, so little has changed in that amount of time. It's just, it's just incredibly sad. So, how do you work around this? How do you not even go around it, but go through it? And, and, you know, I wonder what happens as white America is forced to look at this. What happens? How do we engage in a conversation? I think that's what we've been going back to again and again and again. Tell us the truth. Let's reconnect with Kyle. Hey, Kyle, uh, can you hear us better this time? Yes, I can hear you much better now. Good. So, Coward, talk to us. Uh, the history of rioting and its connection to racial trauma, that's a tall order. Uh, how do you double down on that? Start somewhere with us. Yes, uh, well, I think you, you guys did a, a great starting place by reading the letter from Birmingham Jail. Uh, in that letter, what Dr. King essentially tells to uh, white moderate pastors who wrote to him telling him that he needed to wait because he was causing too much problems, too much chaos, he told them essentially that I cannot wait because my people are being traumatized. And we, uh, our children are being traumatized. Our people who are suffocating in an airtight cage of poverty are being traumatized. And so racial trauma was the motivation for Dr. King for why he felt that he had to press and could not hold back. And so when I think, um, when I look at the rioting and things that are happening, it's important to understand that there has always been two dynamics related to rioting in America. Uh, there's been uh, race riots that have largely been done by white Americans in a pursuit for power. Um, they you think about the Tulsi massacre, which is something that's getting a lot of press right now, where uh, what was called Black Wall Street was um, destroyed by both land and air. And um, entire communities, around 600 is projected to have, have been killed, um, destroying the economic base for the black community at the time. Um, even now, we see with the pandemic that is happening, uh, men, uh, white men with assault rifles and masks, even storming government buildings, demanding that service workers would serve them, go back to work and serve them. 
But then that's a, there's a juxtaposition between that and then what we see with African-Americans, what we have seen, whether you're looking at the LAYS of 92 or if you're looking at um, the um, uh, MLK Wyatt after his death, his assassination, or now. And what I've argued is that in order to understand what's happening, we have to be able to understand that uh, the black community, when the black community has rioted, it has been the overflow of emotional uh, of trauma and emotional devastation. It hasn't been because they're seeking new clothes. It hasn't been because they're wanting to loot certain places. It's what happens when, uh, for an example, if, um, almost anyone can relate to having a very bad conversation on a phone call and becoming so angry that they throw their phone or having a situation in their home where that's of uh, such uh, chaos in the home that maybe they smash a plate, destroy mm-hmm. their own property or damage their own property out of their own sense of rage or injustice. Likewise, what we're seeing is a collective community of centuries of generational trauma and oppression that overflows into the streets. And it doesn't condone looting. It doesn't condone violence. But at the same time, as Dr. King said, that rioting is the language of the unheard. It's, it's necessary for us to understand what is, why are people responding this way? And of course, take into the account that a lot of the rioting we are seeing has been done by actually white people and not um, African-American. Right. Kyle, when you use the word racial trauma, um, you know, I saw the beginning of your article and I thought, well, I've never what is, what is racial trauma. Well, you make your case very persuasively talking about um, what MLK said in the letter from a Birmingham jail, which I've read, which I've read, I don't know how many times over and over and over. But that really is a portion of what he's talking about. The fact that if you're if you subject a group of people to this time after time after time after time, psychologically, emotionally, they're changed. Yes, absolutely. And the way that I define uh, racial trauma is, and I'll, if I could, I'll define this and kind of unpack it just a little bit. Yeah. But I define racial trauma as the haunting pain of racialization that afflicts individuals to such a degree that it prohibits them from obtaining emotional, physiological, and psychological health and flourishing. And so something I say there, racial trauma is the haunting pain. Well, haunting pain is one of the ways I've typically defined trauma when uh, talking to just average people that don't, you know, study these things, is that trauma is haunting pain. It's not, it's, it's, it, to think of it like a ghost, when a ghost haunts a property, a ghost comes in, it takes up residence, uh, someone else tries to live there, and that ghost makes it uninhabitable for that individual trying to live there. Well, trauma is the same way. It, it's, it's, a, it's a traumatic, a profoundly painful experience throughout someone's life, and it, it follows them throughout their life, haunting them. And so racial trauma is essentially the haunting pain of racialization, which you hear in Dr. King's letter there that you just read. It's that haunting pain, that nagging feeling of nobodiness, of being dehumanized, of living in an airtight cage of poverty, of having all these various systemic um, injustices um, that keep you um, encaged in the ghettos, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so over time, um, not only does that create generational trauma, but then again, even in an individual's life, when you can't leave your house um, without fearing for the police, or one of the ways I put it, um, that African-American families have to, to some degree, traumatize their own children in order to save their children's life. Uh, many people are familiar with the idea of the talk. It's when a child is between the ages of 12 to 15 and their parents sit them down, a black child, and tells them what it means to be black in America and that it comes with certain risks. 
and certain ways in which they have to navigate the ward, especially around police officers, in order to preserve their life. And so, but in order to do that, black parents are having to uh, traumatize their own children to a degree, raise this awareness that they are not seen in society as being equal and their lives mattering to the same as others in order for them to navigate this world in a way where they can be safe or safe. Kyle, Kyle, we thank you for being with us. I'm sorry our time is up already, um, but we'd love to reconnect with you at a later time. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Kyle Howard, uh, look for him on Twitter. He is a regular poster and a writer as well. Um, Kyle Howard has been our guest. Take a break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. I did this weird thing as a kid. I would fall asleep with my blanket completely over my head, with only my mouth and nose poking out the side. I guess I liked the protection that the blanket offered, while still being a fan of breathing. I think a lot of us are feeling that way today, juggling how to handle the protection that our homes give us, with the desire to get out and breathe a little bit. At our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we don't have the end answer on how to best handle our current world, but we are pretty good at mortgages. If you're thinking of getting out and making that new home purchase you've been dreaming about, Our company's direct lender advantage can often get you a lower rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Or, if you decided to hunker down at home a bit longer and want to use that time and some of your home equity to do some sweet home upgrades, our direct lender advantages may help with that too. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical-free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa Know How. The uh, gorgeous late summer evening. Don't you love mm-hmm. it? The, uh, the evenings, the light is sticking around well past 9 o'clock. It's Isn't wonderful. I love it so That's much. Heaven. I too. just want to live in this I mean, not everything else, just no, weather-wise. But, but and weather-wise and, and light-wise, time of the year. I'm right with you, Kath. Okay, so in the evening as it comes upon you and you choose yeah. to do a little viewing, mm-hmm. are you watching anything of import? 
Um, well, I, I mentioned earlier in the program that I have been uh, the last two nights. I watched the entirety 90 minutes of Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond uh, doing a response to a musical response to all the protest events and all the violence going on in the country. It's so good. Where if, is it? If you love it's on Fred Hammond's uh, Facebook page and on okay. his Instagram. Right. So just go there and you can listen to it. It's just, it's just so good. I Fred love Hammond it on nights. Facebook. Um, I'm also, John, deep, deep, deep into Bosch Oh, on Amazon. It's a new season, so isn't it? Yes, but I decided to go back to the beginning with my husband. And the beginning? Over. It's like mm-hmm. nine seasons, aren't no, there? No, it's only five. Okay. This is, this is six. So Very we're nice. in five right and now. And Bosch. It's just, All right. It's Fred Hammond. What about you? Um, we discovered... Um, PBS Online, the American Masters series. Mm. There's some twenty, there's some twenty, se- twenty seasons. Now it's hit or miss. Some seasons I just have a couple of episodes. Okay, because that's man, intimidating. And and it's exactly what it says. If if you're American and you're a master of your art form, literature, music, theater, whatever, mm-hmm. they profile these people. Generally about ninety minutes long. Oh, it's fabulous. I'd love to. Who'd you watch last night? Uh, Miles Davis. Okay. It's fabulous. All right, kind of blue. Anyway, hey, thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.